Anyway, so after that uh, first year, then we all were, we all wanted to move to Colorado for the second year of Bible college. And the Lord had given me a vision of a house. And I, 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 I knew the house. Uh, I, I, I knew that we were going to stay there, but it was not available. And it was very adamantly not available. It was, there were some legal things surrounding it. It was not, and I was told in no uncertain terms, do not plan on it. Well, came time to move. And here we are all packed up, seven people in the minivan pulling a five by eight trailer. <laughs> We're like Bedouins. <laughs> and, and get to the end of the driveway and go to leave. And I, I just had this like epiphany, like we have no place to go. We're driving and there's no destination. It's Colorado, but it's a big place. And I just, I didn't know what to do because it had not come through yet. I had not gotten approval one night. And Melissa had to trust me. She had to be willing to get in the van and, okay, get kids, let's, I mean, she's reinforcing what's happening and, and the kids are just along for the ride and I guess it'll be all right. And so we called friends of ours that live in Colorado Springs area and they were not home. And they said, just come to our house. Here's the code for the door. You can sleep in our bed. You use the house like it's yours. So great. We have a place to go. <laughs> and we got there and stayed that first night. And then one full day, yes. And then I won't make. So we were there one full day sort of were like, okay, Lord, where should we live? We sort of looked at a few, like, maybe potentials. It was like, maybe we need a place right. for a month or something, yeah. or we'll get a hotel, I don't know. And went back to the house, spent the night again, and then... The next day, her dad passed away. And it's like, I mean, you talk about a bomb going off. It's like everything, everything that, that we had held to would make a little sense. So we'd already rented our house out here, brand new house that we had just built, left it, rented it. And no place in Colorado. So we couldn't come back to a home. We had no place in Colorado. And everything we owned was in this little minivan and a five by eight trailer. And her last parent had passed away. And, and she's like, I, I have nothing to hold on to. And that was a, tough time it was it was a surreal time we flew back for the funeral and everything and we were at my parents and uh it was well it was the night it was after the viewing and we were staying in a um our bedroom in the his parents basement and you know we had done the viewing and the next day was the funeral and we were in a conversation and I was telling him, I was like, honey, like, seriously, I can't do this. Like, tomorrow's the funeral, then what? Like, we don't even have a house in Colorado. Like, this just seems more than what, like. She's saying it nicer than she said it there. I may have been a weeping mess uh, at the time, you know, like. And I was the bad guy, which not because of what had happened, but because I had taken us into this situation. 
of impossibility. And I had to, you know, it's like, it's in those moments you think, okay, Lord, do we hear you right? Do we do the right thing? You know, but a side note, he can tell you what happened when we were talking later on, the Lord revealed to me, like, I missed two days of my dad's life. The one day we traveled out and then the one day in Colorado. Like me staying for that year that he was gone, I took care of my dad and I was with him and I had no regrets. Like it was just, it was the Lord's hand working, not that he caused my dad to die or any of that stuff, but he's just very faithful. And he knows. He knows. So we're having this conversation and I'm sort of a mess and then his phone goes. And here is the owner of the house that I had seen a vision of. And he says, hey, uh, are you sitting down? And I said, I don't need to sit down, Tom. I know what you're going to say. He said, I, I, I got approval to rent you the house, and you can have it as long as you want. And I'm only going to charge you half of what I normally would. <laughs> I mean, talk about a, whoo, baby. That's uh, when the Lord comes through and answers the, like, when I'm no longer the bad guy and the Lord goes, I am doing this. Man, that is a real reward. There, there is a real fresh wind of steady. Stay steady. I am in this and I am doing this. So we flew back and moved in and lived there uh, for that, that last, that year. So I want to come back to this again. What, what's the purpose in all this? So we've told you a little bit of how we, we've interacted, uh, how, how we've struggled through major decisions and come out the other side. The Lord's calling us into new things. He's not like, this, this isn't the end. This is greater things. But why? why? Why get up here and talk about our lives, about what God has done in our lives? It's to be an illustration. And I want to remind you, you are an illustration. You're an illustration of one thing or another. People see you. They interact with you. They learn from you. It's not just your children. It may be people you don't even know are watching you. It could be a person at the grocery store. We are an illustration of something much greater, much deeper. And this is a call. This is a call to be that. He calls us. He draws us into him to show how he wants to interact with every person. Your life, every, the, every relationship you're in is and should be an example of the gospel, of the God connection with man, with mankind. We are, this, Paul says, this is, I speak of a mystery, but this mystery is of Christ and the church, or Christ and people, not the church building, Christ and those that are one with him. People should see you and go, I want what you have. What is it? Don't hide from it. Don't run away from it. We can say, oh, we don't want to talk about ourselves because it feels weird. No, we'll be an illustration. We're not perfect, but we'll be an illustration. Look, look at us and learn. We want to be able to be learned from, but not just to be set apart or set aside. You are an example to those around you. 
uh, the we had we had someone stay with us after our move back from Colorado, and we want to close with this. After the time at our house and interacting with our families, uh, when he left, he left a letter. And we want to read a portion of that letter. In fact, um, we'll just let it speak for itself. And we want it to speak to you because it, it really ministered to us in a way that, that we, we realized what an impact our just normal or not normal lives have on those around us. Well, and I just want to say, because when we thought about reading this, like, I don't know, that thing of, oh, but it's a letter to us and makes it sound like we think we're so, we don't have it all together. Like, God is faithful and we're still learning. We have a lot to learn and there's been a lot of messy times in our marriage, but, you know, God's helped us clean them up. And um, so just remember, even if you're not living it out perfectly, like Doran said, it's making an impact to somebody, whether it's your children or whether it's a neighbor or, you know, so stay faithful. So this is, it's been a good reminder. I'm, I'm going to call an audible here real quick. She doesn't know how I'm going to do this. This is just, if you're not, if you're sleeping, wake up. So I read this this, this morning. Eli's like, we were doing a sound check and I read this and I'm like, I am going to read this poem. Not, not even the whole thing. I just, were you? Okay. All right. Eli was going to ask me to read it. This isn't a book that I'm reading, by the way, a plug for the book, Think Like a Horse by, by Grant Gallier. It is awesome. He's a, he's a horse trainer and man, he, he hits a lot of good things. But anyway, this is a, this is a poem by Edgar A. Guest. I'm just going to read the first half of it and then I'll leave it go. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes of better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see good put into action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lecture you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you and the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. Yeah. Let that sink in. Go ahead. Dorn and Melissa. You may not understand what you've done for me by welcoming me as part of your family this week. I've seen God through you, not just, just as individuals. I've seen him as a father, a mother, a daughter, and a son, as well as a grandma and granddad. I've seen God's intended purpose from before time began, an eternal family loving with all they have. 
I never knew I was thinking like an orphan until I experienced what being drafted into a family was actually like. God has preserved you all and sealed your future. I see your sons and daughters rising up with the Lord in strength and in full maturity, ready to give to their offspring. You never waste any time when you're giving to your family. It is changing eternity. Thank you for restoring my hope. Family is real, and it works despite my previous unbelief. Because of you, I know families don't have to struggle. Instead, they will change the whole earth easily, organically, with grace instead of works. I won't ever forget the time I spent on Ohio's winding roads that brought us, brought us from family to family, from light to light, from heaven to heaven. It's a lesson God chose for you from before time to teach me. With tear-filled eyes, I write, thank you. I couldn't have done it without God shining through you, and I'm eternally grateful for the family that showed me it was all possible. May I carry the torch you've carried further still, a family into the whole, into the whole earth to prove he is real. <clears throat> so when you're not sure if what you're doing is making a difference, when you you say, what's the point? If you're raising young children or if you're in a, a work environment, I'm going to bring this back to unmarried people. If you're in a relationship with, with, with someone that you say, what's the point? Is it really doing any good? What if I just don't give up? Don't give up. God is faithful. He will lead you one step at a time. Do what he says. When you have a, a, a third-party review, this letter is like a Google review, man. It's like, I go, I don't, we didn't do that. But somehow God did. We didn't try to do that, but somehow God did. And that makes all the difference in the world. We just got to hear about it. Most of the time you won't hear about it, but stay faithful. Be inspired. You are an example of God's relationship with mankind. We have uh, one last thing that I'd like to close with is um, if you actually, everybody stand and um, this is with the letter. It was a poem that he wrote. Winding snow-rimmed roads weave through the houses of long ago. Families congregate, conversate, playing all night, ice skating, eeling, eating, talking a storm. This is life reborn. Warmth, excess, more than enough. There's always something in Grandma's warm, cookie-filled kitchen. Never afraid, always coming into the arms that leave us humming. Multitudes and multitudes, extra and extra. Everyone to give, not to take. Everyone to serve, never to wait. Dogs and cats, horses and buggies, creation is no longer waiting. The family is running. Dominion is used in love so light. Darkness flees without a plight. The women are serving with their whole heart, cuddling the young and feeding the hungry. The men are honing their strength with might. 
through laughs and puns that would give children a fright. The home extends beyond those four walls. It travels to coffee shops where there are friends for all. Where will it end? Where will it stop? To the ends of the earth, it knows no bounds till all is subdued in the gentlest of loves. God exists here, in families resound. Onward we go as heaven invades earth. Another orphan is brought home, saved from the storm. Heaven, family, saves mankind. Revival is family. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us. Thank you for your example and the way you love us so tenderly, so completely, in that you gave your son. You gave everything you had to display your love for us. You draw us into relationship with you, Lord. Lord, thank you that when we have our relationship with you growing, we can become an inspiration to those around us, to our own families, to our friends, to our neighbors, to people we meet for the first time, to someone we sit next to on an airplane. Lord, I pray that people's hearts would be drawn to you in a way maybe they never experienced before and that they would understand and realize there is a depth of love and relationship that is far more than something they can put their finger to, so far more than, than what they can put into words. I pray, Father, that through our lives, people's hearts would experience you. I pray that this would be an inspiration to everyone that's here and everyone that watches this message. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mm-hmm.